Dr. Finley, The Further Adventures of a Black Bag, based on the stories by A.J. Cronin and dramatised by Sue Rodwell, starring John Gordon Sinclair, Brian Pettifer and Celia Imry. The Golden Fishbone. It was the worst winter we'd had for many years. Rain, sleet, snow, all sorts. You'd have thought the news that Peggy Angus was coming home would at least have cheered Finlay up. But the trouble with that man is he doesn't know when he's well off. It'll be grand to see Peggy again. It's been a long six months for all of us. Uh, I'm sorry. I know I've been short-tempered sometimes. Understandable, man. You must have missed Peggy like the very devil. I did. Well, you've only a fortnight more to wait, thank goodness. Uh, you'll be looking forward to our grand welcome home party up at Dunhill. Aye, I suppose I will. Don't let your enthusiasm run away with you, Finlay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just I've no more to offer Peggy now than I did before she went away. There's an urgent call from Philip McKellar. He wants a doctor to call by as soon as possible. Isn't McKellar the new owner of Mark Hill House? He is. And he's going to ruin it with that fancy ironwork he goes in for. He's got too much money for his own good, that man. Well, there are times I'd like to have too much money for my own good, Janet. Do you mind if I take this case, Doctor? You go ahead, Finlay. I don't suppose there'll be many at morning surgery with a weather like this. All right, well, I'll be back as soon as I can. You'd think the man would be a lot happier hearing Peggy's coming home. Aye, you would. It must be a, a bone stuck. Like, don't talk. Uh, trying to look down your throat. Uh, Can you open your mouth a bit wider? Uh, I, I can't breathe. Oh, there's the culprit. Uh, the grand fishbone you've got stuck in your gullet there, Mr McKellar. Uh, now, hold still. Uh, Almost there. Uh, just get a hold of it with these tweezers. and There you are. Uh, <coughs> oh, that's quite a bone. Oh. <coughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I thought I was going to choke to death. Well, you're just fine now. I'll be on my way. How much do I owe you? Oh, don't worry about that. It didn't take more than a second of my time. Uh, I'm a man who settles his debts promptly. It was just a good turn I was glad to do you. There's no fee. Are you sure? Aye. Maybe one day you'll do me a good turn and we'll be all square. Oh, wait just a minute. Maybe I can do that for you right now. I'm sorry? Sit down, Finlay. Have a drop of scotch with me. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's a bit early in the day for me. Oh, come on, man. You've just saved my life. I think you're obliged. Of course, things at Arden House were a good deal more hand-to-mouth in my day. Of course. Oh, are you all right? Oh, it's just the babe kicking. Yes, Dr Cameron had only just set up in his own practice. I'm talking... Well, more than 20 years ago now. It must be at least that, because I took over from a widow woman. Big teeth and a bag back, I remember. You can't have been a housekeeper here for very long, Maggie. <laughs> no, I don't think there are many who could put up with Dr Cameron for as long as you have, Janet. Maybe not. But then, of course, I left to get married. Did you? Aye. Dr Cameron's lucky no one's carried you off yet. Are you sure you don't want another cup of tea? No, it really... Maggie, oh. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. An emergency call. A gormless boy fell through the ice on the loch. How is Jamie? Cold, wet, but he'll be just fine. Well, we've been having the grandest time, haven't we, Janet? We have. We must do it again. We must. Well, look, come on through to the surgery, Maggie. Let's take a look at you. Dr Finlay's not back yet. 
Is he not? I hope McKellar's got nothing seriously wrong with him. Well, what do you think, Finlay? Will you take me up on the offer? I don't know. I don't know anything about stocks and shares. All you need to know is there's this mine out in South Africa and any time now the news will come that they have struck gold. Your shares will go up and you'll you'll double, treble your money. But it will be my savings I'm risking. A hundred pounds. That's nothing. Ninety-eight pounds, eleven shillings and threepence. I've been saving it since medical school. It's all I have in the world. That's my future. Well, what sort of future would it buy you? Uh, probably not the sort I want. You're sweet on uh, Johnny Angus's youngest, aren't you? Well, uh, well I, uh, oh, I don't Come think... on, man. I'm a plain speaker. You'll be wanting to marry the girl. Hmm? And what have you got to offer her? A country doctor's salary, eh? How would you keep a girl at Peggy Angus and that sort of money? Uh, I don't know. Then take a chance. It's, it's not even a chance. It's a sure thing. Believe me, Doctor, I can promise you, the shares in the Rowan Vlees mine will shortly be going through the roof. And a small group of very lucky people will be a good deal richer. What do you say? Well, would, would you mind going through the details just once more? The baby's got a good strong heartbeat. You must be due any time now. I don't think he'll want to come out in this cold weather. Oh, it's to be a boy, is it? That's what I've decided. We've been trying for a baby long enough, and at my great age, I'm not going to get a second chance. So he's going to be a son and heir for Donny. It's a wee while since I've had a look at you. You were only about three months gone last time, weren't you? I know I should have come in more often, but well, it's a long old journey down from the Glen. You're very isolated up there. Is there no one you can stay with in town for these last few weeks? I'll be just fine, Doctor. And Donny's back from the ship at the end of the month. He'll be with me. Of course, I should have insisted, as things turned out. But then none of us can see what the future might bring. So, are you on board? Aye, why not? Good man. I'll give you the number of a broker down in Glasgow, Freddie Hamilton. You ring him and he'll do the business. Well, if I give you the money, I don't suppose you could buy the shares for me. Uh, it's best I'm not seen to be involved. Uh, why not? It's just not the way things are done. Now, you haven't a lot to invest and the shares are standing at just under the pound, so I would suggest you operate on a margin. Oh, a margin? Mm. Uh, how does that work? Well, it, it basically means that you can buy £500 worth of shares for £100. I won't go into the details unless you'd like me to. No, no, that sounds just fine. Good. Well, you give Hamilton a ring and get things moving. Ach, maybe I should sleep on it. Sleep on it all you like, Finlay. As long as you don't change your mind. Have you been, Doctor? Oh, up at my cellars. Well, this time it's almost four o'clock. Oh, sorry about that. We got talking. He invited me to stay to lunch. He's a very interesting man, Janet. I'm sure he is. But Dr Cameron could have done with you here. Oh, have there been many calls? But I have. Jamie Fraser went through the ice on the lock and half drowned himself. Oh. Could have said the silly boy right if he had. And old Mrs Jackson slipped on the snow and broke her ankle. Oh, I'll head out there now. No need. It's all dealt with. Dr. Cameron is drying himself by the fire. Ah, right. Finally, we thought we'd lost you. Oh, sorry about that, Doctor. I got talking to Michaela. Didn't notice how late it was getting. It must have been an interesting conversation you were having. That ah, was interesting enough. I can have some of that tea. How did Michaela make his money? He's a grain merchant in Glasgow, by trade. But he, uh, 
plays the market. I believe that's the expression. Bought cheap after the slump. He made a fortune of other people's misfortune. Oh, did he now? Well, I'm glad that's cheered you up. Hey, as doctor. Certainly has. And he was still cheery enough at breakfast the next day. There's no real news at all in this local rag. Were you expecting some news? Well, not yet, but it's good to keep up with national events. Maybe we should have the Winton Herald delivered. At least it has a paragraph or two about the outside world. Three letters from the postman, one for each of us. And I guess they'll all say the same thing. You're taking to steaming open our post now, Janet. There you are, Dr Finlay. Mm-hmm. Dr Cameron. Yes. Miss Janet McPherson is cordially invited to a welcome home ball in honour of Miss Peggy Angus on Friday the 23rd. R-S-V-P. You'll be wanting to get your old suit out of mothballs, Finlay. Maybe by then I'll be able to buy a new one. I'll have to go to McClintock's for a dress. If you'll excuse me, Doctor. I've got a phone call to make. I wonder what that's about. Cordially invited. I don't suppose Maggie Dallas was ever cordially invited. Can I speak to Mr Hamilton? Speaking. Oh, right. Hello. Uh, Yes, as uh, Mr. McKellar mentioned me. Ah, would that be Finlay? Aye, that's right. Uh, I'd like to buy some shares in Rowan Vlees. Rowan Vlees. That's right. £100. I'll post the cheque off to you today. Finlay began to take more interest in the financial pages of the newspaper than in medical matters. Have you written up those notes on Mrs. Leonard yet, Finlay? Not yet. I'll do it this afternoon. What's that you're working on, then? Uh, well, it's just some calculations. Every morning he'd open up the Herald with shaking hands and lay it down a few minutes later, disappointed. Then the great day came. My God! What is it, man? New vein of gold struck at failing South African mine. Why on earth should that please you so much? Because, Dr Cameron, my shares will have doubled in value. Your shares? Aye. Since when? Since I invested my savings. You've put your savings into this mine? Every last shilling. And you're a damned fool. I may be, but I'm a richer damned fool than I was a week ago. And when the shares go down, you'll lose it all. Ah, but they won't go down. They'll go on up. Double. Treble the price they are now. How can you be so sure? Philip McKellar said... McKellar? Is he behind this? He knows what he's talking about. If the shares do as well as McKellar says, I'll make a fortune. I can ask Peggy to marry me, give her some kind of future, buy into a practice in Edinburgh, maybe. Edinburgh? Aye, earn some real money for a change. I suppose I'd better be advertising for a new partner. Well, not just yet, Doctor. Well, mind you don't neglect your patients while you're still stuck in Leavenford. Now, you know I wouldn't do that. I hope not. I'm off to my study. I've got work to do. Will you be wanting a cup of tea, No, or? Janet, I'll be just fine. You really are the limit sometimes. Why, what have I done? A practice in Edinburgh. Ah, that's just a pipe dream. But so much better than a hole-in-the-wall place like Leavenford. No, well, I didn't mean that. Did Dr Cameron think that... Uh, no, I wouldn't hurt his feelings for the world. You know that, Janet. I'm sure you wouldn't mean to, Doctor. I'll go and talk to him. I think he's best left alone just now. But he was going up to the Glen to see Maggie Dallas today. Maybe you could do the visit. Save Dr Cameron the trouble. Well, Maggie, he's going to be a bonny big lad. 
Aye, he's a weight to carry round right now, I can tell you. And what if he turns out to be a she? Oh, we won't really mind as long as the bairn's healthy. Of course, she'll have to put up with being called George after Donny's grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's have a listen to me, George, before I go. When you get back to Arden House, will you give Janet my regards? I certainly will. She's doing such a grand job there, considering. It's such a hard decision to make, Doctor. I'm sure it is, Janet. But I'm afraid I don't have the expertise to help you with that sort of question. No. Maybe you could ask Finlay. He's no eye for colour at all. The trouble is, the Cerise dress is very elegant... But the blue's so much cheaper and still nice enough, I suppose. Hang the expense, Janet. If it's the Cerise dress you want, then I'll buy it for you. Doctor, I couldn't let you do such a thing. Of course you could. It's not every day you go to a ball up at Dunhill. It's a very special occasion. Half the county will be there. and I'm just so thankful I'm on call that night so I can't go myself. Is Finlay not back yet? He's not. I hope there's nothing wrong with Maggie. Go on, Finlay, have another scotch. Oh, I won't. I have to get back to Arden House. I shouldn't really have stopped by, but I wanted to thank you for persuading me to get those shares. Nothing to thank me for, man. You did me a favour. I've done you a favour. Now share a drink with me to celebrate our good fortune. Aye, all right. Maybe just one more. Good man. There you are. So, should I sell the shares now? Sell? Of course not. You think they might go even higher? I can guarantee it. We've a good bit more to squeeze out our own vlees yet, Finlay. You sell when I say so, and not before. I'm sorry I'm late back. You seem to be making a habit of it. How was Maggie? Just fine. I think that baby is going to be a big one. So what kept you? Well, she wanted to talk for a bit. And offer you a whiskey by the smell of it. And there I was thinking Maggie's strictly teetotal. I dropped by at McKellar's on the way home. Checking on your investments? I wanted to see how his throat was. And how was it? Just fine. And what about your shares? They're just fine too. Well, Dr Cameron, I've taken the plunge. Good for you, Janet. Oh, what's in the parcel? It's the dress for the ball. Do you want to see it? I'm sure we both do, don't we, Doctor? Aye. There you are. I, I like the ribbons. And all that lace is very... bonny. Do you really like it? I do. Oh, yes. Do you know, I've never had a ball gown before and I've Dr Cameron to thank for this one. Well, have you now? He paid for it. Oh, that's very generous of you, Doctor. I'd better hang it up. I don't want it all creased before the party. Yeah. Never thought of Janet as a fashion plate before. People are full of surprises. I never thought of you as a businessman. But you seem to be taking more interest in the ups and downs of the stock market than you do in your patients these oh, days. That's not fair, Doctor. Just because I've invested in a few shares doesn't mean I've forgotten where my priorities lie. I hope not, Finlay. But you seem very distracted just now. I have things in my mind, that's all. Though I'm not sure who was the most distracted... Finlay or Janet? Maybe Cerise isn't really my colour. Nonsense, Janet. It suits you very well. Do you think so, Doctor? I do. Should I try the dress on just once more? No. 
No, no, really. You don't want it coming to any harm before the big night. I was very glad when the day itself finally arrived. Unfortunately, it wasn't the only thing that looked to be arriving that Friday. Mrs. Celia's brought a message from Maggie Dallas. She says the baby's on its way. <sighs> well, I don't think much of her timing. Is Dr Cameron in his study? Aye, but leave him. I'll go. Just the party in a few hours. Well, I'll be back in plenty of time. Probably just a false alarm. But what if it isn't? Then I'll have shown Dr Cameron that I put my patients first, whatever he thinks. Arden House? McKellar here. I need to talk to Finlay. He's just gone out to see a patient. Should I tell him to ring you when he gets back? I'm in Glasgow just now. I'll be in and out of the office all day. I'll try him later. I'll tell him... You called, Mr McKellar. I'm sorry to bring you out in this weather, Doctor. Oh, don't be, Maggie. The baby's certainly on its way. I'd have come into town, only I didn't want to get stuck halfway in a snowdrift. It'd be just... Oh, God. Just my luck. Is your husband not about? The storms have kept his boat over in Ireland. Uh, well, never mind. We will manage just fine. Uh, oh, I hope so, Doctor. Finlay not back yet, Janet. Not yet. Mr McKellar telephoned. He wanted to talk to Dr Finlay. What about? You didn't say. It's time that man realised Finlay doesn't jump every time he snaps his fingers. Doctor, it hurts so much. I know, I know. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Lie back. Try and breathe evenly. I'll give you something for the pain in a wee while. My mother-in-law always said this would be the happiest day of my life. Uh, did she? Would she be due to call by at all today? I shouldn't think so. She's been dead for five years. Uh, right. Why? Well, it's just that I'd like to send a message to Arden House. Is something wrong? No, 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 no. There's nothing the matter at all. I was only thinking it'd be useful to have another pair of hands. In my day, of course, it was just Dr Cameron to cope with all the patients! Looks like Dr Finlay won't be back for lunch. No. I wonder if I should try and get up to the Glen. You'll never get through the drifts. By the time you got there, Dr Finney would probably be back here. I suppose you're right. Arden House? Is Finlay there? No, Mr McKellar, he's not back yet. Are you to be at the ball tonight? If the trainer from Glasgow's running in this snow... You can talk to Dr Finlay then. Oh, damn the man! <sighs> I'm going to give you something to help you sleep for a while. My baby! I can't let you go on straining like this. I'm hoping you'll both rest for a bit. What's wrong? Nothing at all. Tell me, Doctor. The baby's just not lying quite right, that's all. If it comes to it, you save the bairn, Doctor. It won't come to it. Please! It won't come to that, Maggie. I promise you. Oh. I don't really want to go to the party alone. You can't let that dress of yours go to waste. <laughs> I suppose I can't. I'll send Finlay along just as soon as he gets back. Oh. Maggie? Maggie? Oh. 
Maggie, I need to get a message through to Arden House. I'm so tired. If I take the road up to Dunhill, I can ask them to phone a message to Dr Cameron. I won't be gone more than half an hour. Don't leave me alone. If you try and sleep, you won't even know I've gone. Oh, Doctor, please. It's all right, Maggie. I'll stay with you. Janet, is it really you? Peggy, you're looking very bonny. Thank you, and you're looking very glamorous. <laughs> I don't know about that. But you are. What a lovely dress. <laughs> is Dr Finlay not with you? He's been held up on a case. I like him. He'll be here just as soon as he can. I'm sure he will. It's Maggie Dallas over at Mark Lee. She used to be a housekeeper at Arden House years ago. I remember Maggie. Like I was at her wedding when I was just a wee child. Hope it's nothing serious. She's having a baby. A baby? How fast would you believe? She's taking her time about it. She lives in that sweet little cottage out at the Glen, doesn't she? She does. Do you think anyone would miss me if I slipped away for a while? But it's your welcome home party. Oh, and I've been welcomed home by dozens of people. If I have to dance with another of Daddy's friends, I'll scream. Would it be too horrid of me just to disappear into the night? What about the snow drifts? You don't want to get stuck in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's starting to rain now, so I'll probably just get drowned. If you happen to see Dr Finlay, could you give him a message? If I happen to see him... Could you let him know Philip McKellar's been trying to get him all day? Goodness knows what could be so important. Maggie, I know you're tired, but I need you to push again. Just Doctor. one more try. You can do it. Come on. <laughs> Peggy. Dr. Finley. Oh, thank goodness. Would you come and help me, please? <laughs> Is Maggie all right? Oh, she's not at all right. She's exhausted. The baby's shoulders are stuck. I'm having the devil of a job getting it out. I'm not even sure if it's still alive. What can I do? You can give me a hand. Of course, just tell me how. I'm going to have to use forceps, but Maggie's not capable of giving any assistance. She'll be better off asleep. I'll get the ether. Is it in your bag? Aye. No, no, mind your dress. It'll get ruined. That doesn't matter. Maggie, I'm going to give you something to make you sleep again. This time I'm going to put a mask over your mouth and your nose. Where's the damn champagne? I want to celebrate. Good evening, Mr McKellar. Good God. Miss McPherson, I hardly recognise you in that getup. <laughs> Is Finlay here? Not yet. Yeah, well, never mind. I don't suppose you dance, do you, Miss McPherson? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so while Janet enjoyed herself up at Dunhill and I sat happily by a fine blazing fire, Finlay and Peggy were struggling to bring a baby safely into the world. It's a boy. Poor Maggie. Are you sure he's dead? There's no pulse. I'm sorry. Aye, so am I. There's something that might be worth trying. What's that? If you plunge him into hot water, then into cold, it might revive him. Is that a newfangled idea you picked up in London? No, it's something my nanny told me, and don't say I shouldn't have had a nanny. I won't. There isn't time. You get the bowls, I'll get the water. It's got to be worth a try. It's not working. It has to work. Yes! 
<gasps> That's it, my lad. Yell your lungs out. We did it. Oh, all thanks to you, Peggy. <laughs> you can thank my nanny. Aye. By the way, Peggy, welcome home. <laughs> I feel as if I've never been away. Oh. oh, there was a message from Janet. I completely forgot. Apparently, Philip McKenna's been trying to get a hold of you. I had a patient to look after. A patient? Aye, I am a doctor, you know. Well, this patient of yours has ruined you. Um, why, what do you mean? Didn't you read the paper? I've told you, I've been busy. Will you tell me what this is all about? The mine struck a fault. You know, what does that mean? It means there's no gold. It means Rowan Vlees' shares have crashed through the floor. My God. Have we lost everything? Oh, I've lost nothing, Finley. I sold yesterday morning before the news got out. And how did you know about it then? Contacts. If you'd sold at the right time, you'd have come away with a small fortune. So, how much have I got left? Eleven shillings. Give or take a few pennies. I'm sorry, Finley. So am I. I should never have listened to McKellar. Maybe not. What I don't understand is why didn't he tell my broker to sell the shares? He knew I'd lose everything. All he had to do was ring the broker for me. Maybe that would be too embarrassing for him if it ever came out. Uh, why, what do you mean? I don't think McKellar would want people to know he'd told you to sell the shares that particular day. Why not? Because it was fraud, man. Fraud? You mean there never was a mine? Oh, no. I'm sure there was a mine, all right. I just doubt there was ever any gold to be found in it. And what would be the point of that? The owners publish a false report about the mine. Gold. The shares go up. And when McKellar and his cronies have made themselves a tidy sum, out comes another report, just to cover their backs. No gold after all. By which time they've sold up and moved on to the next scheme. But that's criminal. It's business, Finlay. It took a visitor later on in the week to get things back into perspective for Finlay. <laughs> Well, me and the bairn had to come and thank you, Dr Finlay. Ah, uh, there was no need for that. Young George has got a fine pair of lungs on him. Oh, he has. And every time he cries, I think of you, Doctor. I'll take that as a compliment. Oh, you can, I promise. Well, as I better be going. We're to meet Donny's boat down at the quay. Oh, that's good. He's home at last, is he? He is. And Ivy's son to show him. Well, goodbye, Doctor. Uh, goodbye, Maggie. Was that Maggie and her bear nassau going out the front door? It was. Isn't we Georgie a beautiful babe? Aye. I think I know what I'm going to spend that last 11 shillings of mine on. Are you not going to save it, Doctor? I am not. I am going to find the finest christening mug for young Georgie Dallas, and I'm going to have an inscription put on it. And what would that be, Finlay? On the one side it'll say, George Dallas, and on the other, the thing that no money can buy. In Dr. Finlay, The Further Adventures of a Black Bag, Dr. Finlay was played by John Gordon Sinclair, Dr. Cameron by Brian Pettifer, and Janet by Celia Imrie. Nurse Angus was played by Stella Gonnet, McKellar by David Tennant, and Mrs. Dallas by Maureen Beattie. The episode was dramatised by Sue Rodwell and produced and directed in Bristol by Jeremy Howe and Viv Beebe.